There is concern about our cars and rising gas prices today after that ransom aware t- uh, attack on the Colonial Pipeline that we told you about uh, during the show uh, yesterday. And for more on that, we're joined now by Dan Mateague. He is with Canadians for Renewable Energy, and he joins us here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Dan, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Jeff. Yeah, renewable and affordable energy. That's what we're looking at. <laughs> well, is it going to remain uh, affordable? I mean, we've already seen gas prices hit some, uh, you know, pretty lofty heights, if you will, in the last uh, couple of months after it uh, dipping down early in the pandemic. And listen, just to set the scene here, uh, North Carolina in the U.S., they declared a state of emergency yesterday. There were huge lineups at the gas stations in several uh, states. Uh, what's the deal here? What's triggered this panic buying? Well, you know, we talked just a couple of weeks ago about Line 5 potentially being shut down at some point. Of course, the deadline is tomorrow, but uh, we know Enbridge is going to shut that. So that's really an important, uh, call it what it is, aortic artery for eastern Canada's uh, uh, transportation fuels. The same thing happened in the U.S. Uh, funny, I mentioned this last week in Twitter. I said, you know, uh, you want a comparison to how important Line 5 is, just look at the Colonial Pipeline in the United States and no, Jeff, I had nothing to do with the attack. I'm not that smart when it comes to things on computers. But you now have a circumstance where 45% of all the fuel along the U.S. eastern seaboard, where that uh, pipeline goes, uh, has been shut down temporarily. Now, the company says they'll have it up and running by the end of the week. They better, because, of course, uh, that uh, pipeline can't be replaced easily with other supplies uh, without raising prices and, of course, creating some distraction as far as uh, shortages are concerned. But I I guess that this is going to not last as long as uh, uh, some of the uh, coverage might uh, in terms of where we're going this time next week. It's not likely that this will be a big issue. Uh, And it's not going to have an effect right now at the pump. It's not that we need any higher price. We're at $1.30.9 here in the GTA. We're likely to stay there for the next little while. Uh, And, of course, we haven't seen these prices in the GTA going back well over two years. You have to go back to May 3rd, 2019, last time we saw average prices like this right across the country, indeed around North America. All right. So is there no concern at all that we might see? And this kind of is reminiscent for me anyways of early in the pandemic, everybody buying toilet paper. There was that, (laughs) you know, panic buying going on. And we're seeing again some panic buying in the States when it comes to gas and long gas lineups. Do you think that possibly we might see that here north of the border? I mean, we're all watching kind of the same uh, news coverage, and then all all of a sudden Canadians get those similar uh, concerns about, you know, the price of gas and the supply of gas going into maybe next week. No, uh, we have a very different supply matrix here, although that would be upended if, uh, for instance, tomorrow uh, the Line 5 coming in through uh, Sarnia were to affect the shutdown of all of our refineries by not providing enough oil. Uh, they, of course, I've done one, two, three interviews here this morning in the United States. The last one is got off the line, Jacksonville, Florida. It's not a big deal yet, but they are concerned about panic buying because that tends to make a bad situation that much worse. This is very temporary. I'm going to take Colonial at its word. They will have this up and running by Friday, so that's in three days from now. You're going to see a little bit more yellow tape here and there, especially in the U.S. Southeast, so states like uh, Florida and especially Georgia. Uh, and, of course, you mentioned North Carolina. The reason you declare a state of emergency on the state level, because I did a lot of work with FEMA and with NEMA and NASIO over the past few years in my former work at Gas Buddy, we'd meet every six months with these organizations, is that it invites uh, different routes and supply, and it also releases refiners from having to sell 
uh, much harder to make more expensive blends of just summer fuel. Now they can use their winter fuel, the stocks and inventories that they have there. So uh, the the declaration of an emergency is sort of a necessary step to make sure that there is adequacy of supply. And as I said, I if I'm to take the company at its word, they'll, this thing will be resolved by Friday. And this time next week, we won't be talking too, ma- too much about shortages at a time when supplies are relatively adequate throughout North America. Yeah, you mentioned a couple of times about taking the company Colonial at their word. Have they given us word as to the extent of this ransomware attack? Because we've seen sort of a few reports, just kind of dribs and drabs of information coming out of uh, Colonial. And, uh, you know, the original word was that they shut the pipeline down uh, themselves, that they were proactive when they felt or sensed that there was this ransomware attack that was targeting them and that they're in complete control of the situation. Is that what you've been hearing, Dan? That's what I've been hearing. It does concern me that their site was down this morning, not to make too fine a point of what we're dealing with here. Uh, at these meetings that I referred to, uh, because Gaspuddy had the outage tracker, which would help a lot of these states in circumstances where they had a disaster and people had to get out of normal, out of harm's way, one of the major scenarios was the closure through cyber attack of pipelines like the Colonial. And so I get from the company that uh, they're saying our infrastructure wasn't damaged, our computers operating the pumps and to make sure that uh, what goes into that pipeline, you know, eventually reaches its, its ultimate end has also not been affected. So I think perhaps this is more of a cautionary approach is taking. It's one I think that's going to leave us in a situation. Yeah, just finally, Dan, uh, ransomware, it is on the rise. We've talked about that, detailed it here on the program uh, many times uh, in the past, and it does, and I think that this is uh, proof right here that it does have real-world implications. If you don't think that uh, ransomware doesn't affect you, it uh, possibly yeah. and certainly uh, could. And, I mean, I think a lot of people are a little shocked to find out that there's one pipeline, Colonial, that... You know, they're in charge of basically half of the fuel and oil supply. Is that a little uh, risky, a little dangerous, that sort of a policy to have that much uh, in one uh, pipeline that it makes them susceptible, all of us susceptible to uh, this sort of thing? Well, it does, especially if you have regulations around it that uh, say you can't build any other pipelines and there are are no other alternatives. but I think in terms of infrastructure, I think it's a wake-up call to the, uh, to the United States. Colonial was aware of this as a possibility and raised this with state officials, because I know they raised it with us back one, two, and three years ago. Uh, so I, I sense that this is uh, perhaps, I would say, I would categorize this in the top 20 infrastructure uh, pieces that uh, the United States has. And Canada is not accept, you know, no, immune from this, but it doesn't have quite the same kind of reliance on one pipeline to go east and west. In fact, we have no pipeline that does that except for a natural gas pipeline, uh, the mainline Trans-Canada. And I don't suspect that that's, uh, that's been targeted yet, but it's a, it's a whole new world. If, if you can go to Colonial, there is nothing that's invulnerable out there at this time. All right, Dan, really appreciate the time and the input here with us on this Tuesday. Thanks so much. Great to be here. Thanks for having me, Jeff. Take All right. Care. Yeah. Take care. Stay well. There's Dan Mateague with us uh, here this afternoon with Canadians for Renewable Energy.